0: The Red. The Rad The Broadcast. The Red. Broadcast. Broadcast. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Doing some research. No. Oh, okay. Instagram. Ah, oh, all right. Is there anything good on there? No. No. Oh.
1: Just what I read you.
0: Anything about the topics we're going to discuss during the podcast?
1: No, I don't follow that kind of shit.
0: Wow. Well. What kind of shit do you think I'm going to talk about during this podcast? Sex. Oh, yeah? You don't follow anything about sex on Instagram?
1: I, actually, I don't really. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Um, Probably because everything sexual on Instagram is all focused more towards women. Really? As far as it's more... Uh, the demographic seems to be
0: more male. Oh, Okay. So it's more... Pictures of boobs and butts of females and boobs and butts of men.
1: Basically, there was this one page I was following because they'd post some really funny videos. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they started posting nothing but chicks.
0: Oh, yeah. Trying to get all the likes. Yeah,
1: so I bounced. I was like, I I don't want to look at it. It's not my thing.
0: There's not a lot of good sex stuff on Instagram anyway because Mm -hmm. they have to censor Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. That. I know that I've followed something. We we both follow basically the same pages. That, yeah.
1: Occasionally, something will pop up, but
0: and it's a lot of just basic memes that yeah. are just implying that people are are doing sexy things, but there's yeah. no like you know salacious photos or or porn or anything like that.
1: No. If I'm gonna look that stuff up, I'm gonna go to Pornhub. Just
0: I'll go look... straight for the source, Opie. right? Opie, Opie. come on. We're trying to have a discussion about fucking seriously and social media. Oh,
1: oh. Opie
0: dopey. Okay, so that's pretty cute. Opie, Ready? you want a cookie? Catch this. Catch it.
1: Oh! oh almost. Almost.
0: So as you can hear, we have little Opie, our, our German Shepherd, is a little rambunctious at this time of day. We're actually in here uh, after hours at the Rad Radio Studios, and uh, Opie gets to hang out from time to time because we're a dog-friendly building. Um, and we were just kind of doing some pre-gaming, some pre-discussions over an email that we're going to discuss about uh, somebody who wants to open the doors or their bedroom rather so that they can have a threesome with somebody. Okay. Um, we'll discuss that here in a little bit, but uh, and I needed some help because I don't feel like tackling group sex topics by myself really rams it home for some people. Uh-huh. So, I, and it's always fun to have a second voice, especially especially with uh, Mrs. Brandon here, since we both dabble in the open relationship realm and sorta-ish,
1: of uh, yeah, yeah is she-ish? Yeah. I wouldn't call it open relationship.
0: Open-mindedness,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we'll, we'll we'll discuss the email here in a little bit, but before we do, um, I thought we would cover our weekend that we had. We had kind of a an eventful, roller coaster, an eventful roller coaster weekend. Yeah, um, but I, if you have been a listener to the podcast, and you heard a couple of episodes ago. You might have heard Mrs. Brandon and I discuss one of our cats and the health issues that we were just uh, dealing with at that moment. I know Haley, I'm sorry. It's okay. We have to bring it up. I know. Would you keep it down? Here, Opie, come here. Dog. Let's pull their collars I'm off. Trying to record something here.
1: Yeah. Well, Opie, Opie, unplugged
0: the laptop. Oh, that's okay. Come
1: here. Come here.
0: Good thing I don't need the laptop for the podcast here.
1: Okay, Opie's done. Can you get Walter? No, I got
0: Walter. Ah, that's better. Ta-da! All right. Okay. All right. So I know this is a sore subject, but yeah. uh, we we had and uh, and a lot of people might be able to relate to this if you've recently gone through some some hard times with the, with an animal and health issues and having to put put an animal down. Um, but there's certain lengths. Spoiler. That, well, there are certain lengths that we go to um, with our with our pets that you have to make those tough decisions after exhausting all resources that are available to you. Um, and the the basic rundown of this recent uh, animal issue that we had, we had a Bengal who was just about seven years old. Her name was Switch, and uh, she lost her brother four years ago, three or four years ago. About
1: about four years ago
0: they were both they were siblings and they were both the same age and um, this this particular cat um, they both bonded extremely well Uh, that you know if you if you're familiar with Bengal cats they are uh, purebred they're just a few degrees from actually being wild animals
1: so they're crazy
0: and so they are very crazy very vocal and very smart very intelligent cats Yeah, you
1: wouldn't like, and, don't underestimate them,
0: <laughs> and you want them to be paired up a lot of the times when when yeah. you have them because they, they speak
1: their own language, yeah, kind of thing.
0: And, and uh, this this the first cat that that went uh, of the pair was about four, three or four years ago. Yeah, uh, it started out with antifreeze poisoning, mm-hmm. and if you are familiar with animals and antifreeze, unfortunately, you know that animals are very drawn to this substance because it's, it's sweet. sweet. It it tastes good. It smells good. It's very appealing uh, and appetizing it was a to animals. Freak
1: accident really. It was Total a, freak a bottle spilled in the garage. We didn't know, we weren't aware, and it it spilled over onto a ladder of all places that toggle had been using to climb up and get into the rafters of the garage and he'd walk through it like his feet come in the house, be crappy for a couple of days and then seemingly feel a little bit better and then go back out and it would start over. So we weren't quite sure what was going on. We weren't seeing the trail.
0: And This is something to keep in mind if you're an yeah. animal owner, just to keep all those chemicals away, especially antifreeze. Put lids back
1: on them, make
0: sure those lids are nice and tight mm-hmm. on there, and out of reach from from animals to get to. Uh, um, because the poisoning uh, ultimately co- compromised his the, immune system. The immune system of this cat, so and... he
1: survived the antifreeze poisoning. Mm-hmm. He was way too late to get the antidote. There's like a sort of an antidote that you can give them um, if you know it's antifreeze poisoning within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But he'd basically been slowly being poisoned over a week. Mm -hmm. So he did manage to survive that. And then- uh, Which was a
0: miracle in itself.
1: It really was. Um, And then he he got a little bit better and then suddenly he started to not do so great. And over the course of eight months, we watched him decline and he uh, eventually passed away from what's called dry form FIP.
0: FIP is what?
1: Feline infectious peritonitis.
0: So that's almost like- Almost like kitty AIDS, right? There's that F-I-V that I'm con- you're confusing. You're thinking F-E-L-V.
1: FELV, that's it. Um, the feline infectious peritonitis is basically a coronavirus. It's sort of similar to like a parvo kind of virus. It's a similar vein. As it's not like, the
0: kind of virus you would enjoy with a lime. N-
1: no, not at all. Um, it, FIP is uh, 100% fatal. Mm. and doesn't matter It can take a couple months. It can take a couple weeks.
0: And you you don't know what it is until it happens. And there's really nothing you can do at that point. not really any
1: testing that will give you a definitive answer. Um, It comes down to at the very end, it's going to be one or the other. Mm. And um, so while we were getting like a toxoplasmosis reading on Switch, um, she wasn't really responding to the antibiotics. Um, She... Just kind of similar to Toggle in a lot of ways, would kind of go up and down as far as if she was feeling good or not.
0: And this all started pretty randomly at the beginning of April, right? April. And mm-hmm. uh, the, what we, the first sign that Trick tripped us off to, to everything that was going on was that she was just suffering many seizures all of a sudden, right? Yeah.
1: Well, the first time was that she didn't greet us at the door and we'd been gone for a night yeah and that was strange, and just
0: the normal activities weren't there. she
1: just yeah, and it happened just overnight, mm-hmm. um and then she started, yeah, she was suffering from um, little seizures. Uh, she's clearly not feeling well,
0: not the pizza no.
1: <laughs> and uh, so we put her on we went to the the emergency, well, we went to the emergency vet um s- the Sunday it happened, which mm. would have been the it was April. What was that day? Uh, we, beginning of April. We went to Oakland that weekend. Yeah, it was the beginning of April. It was, the, it was like the second weekend of April.
0: Sorry, my birthday weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, so it would have been the, the 12th, yeah. I think, um, was the night that it it basically happened. So it was, we come home on the 13th, um, check out the cats and Switch is basically kind of dead to the world and just acting really strange. So we take her in on Sunday because sometimes, you know, they don't feel good and you'll give them a day or so and everything's okay. And she, we hadn't seen any seizures or anything like that that first night. Um, it was Sunday. We got up and we noticed things were getting really worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the vet. The vet's like, I don't really know what's going on. And
0: yeah, and at that point, we have exhausted all the tests that we could do. No, this was
1: before that because then we went in again on Monday, oh, realizing right. something else was even worse.
0: They all blend together.
1: It did. This, it, this is, it was a
0: long weekend.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was. It was a long month. It From that in, day on, it was.
0: It turned into a very. Um, very grueling regimen of, of medication that, that started at 3 a.m. and ended at 7 p.m. every day. It was yeah. you know, a, a various range of doses and, and pillings that would happen at least four times a day. And ultimately, you you, decide, you figured it out. You did the math and how many times we actually ended up medicating her over the course of 30 days.
1: Assuming I would get the pill in on the first shot, mm-hmm. um, it was well into the 400 times in that month that I was shoving something down her throat. So it was four times a day. Sometimes it was two medications. One of those medications had to be broken in half. So it was two shots down her throat and then a liquid shot. And then the, the the 3 AM one was the worst where she got all of her medication. So it was two antibiotics and her, um, anti-seizure medicine. And then, um, about, about a week and a half, Prior to Thursday, we noticed that she seemed to not be doing good at
0: all. And this was in the fourth week. This yeah of, this was, of the Medicaid. This
1: was like the final yeah. the final week or so. When and it
0: when we were first started it, it seemed like it was working, the, it was worth the shot. in the first couple of weeks first it really two weeks, was showing yeah. a, a turnaround. So it was like, Well, this is this is worth it. We we, we were seeing keep, things
1: coming back. We should keep trying behaviors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then um it just basically turned and she started to develop uh, basically kind of like a, like a billy goat belly, Mm -hmm. this really distended belly and her muscle mass was gone. She was losing the ability to kind of walk. She started hiding again.
0: She just didn't seem to be the same same cat anymore. She
1: wasn't really purring anymore. She's Mm -hmm. barely talking to us.
0: And a lot of people wonder at at what point it is like the right time Mm -hmm. to make the call, make, make the decision to say, there's no more fight left and we've done everything we can. And a lot of people are always confused. Like, well, it, it seems like they're doing okay. They're getting up, they're they're going into the bathroom, yeah, they're drinking but, water, but it, it always boils down to the quality of life thing. And that's why whenever somebody asks me or writes in about when, when should be the time, when should be the, the it really boils down to your gut. But yeah. at the, it also boils down to going to the vet, and I, I it really bothers me when people think, "Well, if I go to the vet, they're going to charge me an arm and a leg just to check out the animal." Well, that's what the vets vets there, of course. There is going to be that expense there. But if you are if, if you don't have the means, and if you can't continue to give the the animal the quality of life that it's deserved, then that's usually the right time.
1: Well, yeah, or it's the time to turn it over to those who can. Yeah. There's a lot of places that that can help you um, financially with things. You know, there's care credit if you qualify. There's there's programs through your local SBCAs that will help you with with vet bills and things like that. But if it's something that's, you know, chronic and you can't afford it, that is one of those cases where you might want to consider rehoming the animal with somebody who can, as much Mm -hmm. as I don't want to condone that, but... That is the if harsh it, reality,
0: and if it gives the animal the opportunity, because right. sometimes there are those expenses where it's like it's completely out of your your mm-hmm. your feasibility to mm-hmm. to do, um, and that's when if there is somebody that can foster or help out, take over to give that animal the opportunity. Right. But it, it's also that that decision where you need to you need to make if it's even worth it. So if it's going to prolong the life, and if it's going to make it happen, the
1: decision. Um, for us came pretty on the fly in a sense because we had been through this with toggle yeah. and she was, she was going a lot faster than he was when, from when we first started seeing symptoms with toggle, it was eight months Mm -hmm. of rounds of antibiotics and, and um, he just kind of kept declining, but it, like I said, he would go through like these waves and he was still eating, drinking, peeing, pooping. You know, everything seemed normal. He just kept dropping weight. Well, um, with Switch, it was not really quite the case. She just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And so we go in for the thirty day follow up, and everyone is really kind of hoping that it's the medication that's dragging her down because, by all accounts, the Kepra, which is the anti seizure medicine, mm-hmm. which is helping her heart, has the ability to do everything that she was experiencing: weakness in the leg, loss of muscle mass. Um, you know that kind of stuff, and she was on such heavy amounts of antibiotics that wasn't making her feel great either, so uh we get to the vet, she pops out of her crate, kind of not really wanting to hang out, and she loves everybody there, and they all did an amazing job, and the vet was very very concerned about her belly as were we, mm-hmm. and we had it happened so fast it really did, and i I didn't I wasn't ready to admit it just yet, but on the way to the vet, I called Brandon and I said, this was coming to pick him up. And I said, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really afraid this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. And I really think this is it. So, um, before we did any blood draw or anything, the vet pulled some, the fluid out of, uh, Switch's little belly. and It was so viscous. It was almost caro syrup, mm-hmm. which is heavy protein. And that can mean basically one of two things. Um, Some sort of cancer or FIP. Mm -hmm. And with her brother's history and the um, speed at which she declined, we could really only deduce that she had died of more like a wet form of FIP. So we stopped all the further testing and uh, called it. Held her one last time and said, I'm not going to put you through anything further.
0: You know, the the folks that we go see at Rockland Ranch uh, Animal Hospital they're they're the best in the business in in my opinion and this cat this cat Switch of ours is such a character and grew. The, the the staff there grew so fond of her yeah, that every everybody time, was pulling for it. We, we, every time we went in, which was almost once a week, it felt like
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. to get a checkup. If up. it wasn't for her, it was one of the other animals. Yeah.
0: And it was she was the she was always she's a superstar around there. Yeah. Everybody Even wanted the, her to pull through. The
1: clinic cat liked her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it's unfortunate that she had to spend so much time there towards yeah. the end. But she was really in the best care possible. And they I think we did everything we could. Yeah to uh, give switch one more month of, of, of good life we
1: got a month left with her yeah. we got one extra month with her and we did we spent every moment we could with her we would sleep in the room in in a separate room with her mm-hmm. until she was able to get you know back up on the bed and that kind of stuff and um we did. I did every kind of every spare moment we had we'd snuggle with her and love her and give her whatever she wanted
0: yeah it was and it was a long month it was of, of grueling medication that that ultimately did give us an, a month did. with her but uh the the fight was lost in the end and which we had to make that tough call yeah
1: we did and the house is too quiet
0: <laughs> now yeah. i am
1: i am it feels so unsettled without that energy
0: to that point though there there was this weird feeling in the house because we have four cats now we had five with switch but now we have four mm-hmm. and we have two dogs and while switch was m- reaching that end we yeah. could i don't know if about you it's but about i could tell weeks. i could tell that all of the animals seemed to be almost in a state of mourning already yeah i like think there was a
1: melancholy in the whole house and they
0: didn't want to be around they they, they all just kind of seemed really Really um, dormant. They didn't really want to come around at all. And um, it was almost like when we came home without switch after we had to say goodbye, it was almost like the animals knew they can sense that we were upset, which yeah. which is very telling about animals. They they always know when you're upset and try to comfort you. Um, but after the day after, it almost seemed like there was a little bit of spring in their step, yeah. almost a little um, relief, mm-hmm. I think, and not the sense that there, there's no more switch. There, there's no they more loved burden. Switch.
1: switch would play with all of them, right? And, and I think they loved the, her. And
0: I think that's where that melancholy feeling yeah. came was that they could sense that it wasn't the same switch anymore. Yeah, but the day after uh, we actually ended up putting switch down, I sensed that there was a lot of relief and a lot there of, was almost uh, sent a joy that came back in the animals because they they didn't feel that illness this,
1: that sickness was just in the air and yeah. I, I remember mosey at one point turned around and actually attacked switch just because she was near him and yeah. at this point she definitely had a big belly she probably had a very strange smell about her
0: yeah and it's that and it's that it's that animal kingdom mm-hmm. uh wild instincts i think in animals that that kicks in yeah when there's something sick, something. sick, yeah, that smell is off. That the feeling yeah. is off. That communication is off. You could just tell, and animals will push that away, like because they're it's yeah. it's holding them down. It's holding them back, and they don't want to be a part of it because they right. can sense that death.
1: Right,
0: Which, awful to think about. Awful right. to it's see. It's True though, but it's exact. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And when when that is removed from the pack and fr- from our zoo, it just felt like things can continue and and and. There is that sense of relief for us because we don't, have to, we don't have to be there at certain times to medicate, um, but knowing that it wasn't going to be helping anymore and now knowing yeah. that that relief is there, that she's in a much better place now, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of helped us move on and, S- and move forward, but ass. it still sucks. <laughs> Saying goodbye to any animal or anything, um, any loved one is, is one of the hardest things to do but when it comes time you just you got to you got to move forward you got to remember the good times and i and i'm thank goodness for social media and technology i wish i had this for for right. many years prior with many other animals and many other loved ones Same that i have here. um so that we could share save those mem- memories and share them again Um, But in the last, you know, five years since we've been using social media so predominantly, Mm -hmm. we get to keep all those memories. And we get to revisit those videos of of moments and, and put us right back into those moments of the good times that we had with those animals.
1: I have just about every one of her funny little quirks on film in some way. Like, and it's funny, you won't remember the things, all of the things right away. And so naturally I find myself scrolling through the pages of my Instagram. You know, watching videos of her and realizing these little things that I hadn't seen her do in a while that I missed so much, Mm. and knowing that I have that, just it did bring me some comfort. But it was very, it was bittersweet to say goodbye.
0: Yeah, it was. But uh, thank you for sharing the story. I know that it's very um, emotional still, and we 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 still have our moments. um, But I'm
1: struggling, (laughs) struggling with not having. The bangle in the house. Yeah. I know that sounds pure really. Silly. It's 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 not even just about the purebred. It's just that bangle energy. There's just there's no way to describe them other than they are absolutely sentient.
0: Rambunctious.
1: Yeah, yeah. loud, hilarious. They're they're comedians. Rude. Rude. Most definitely. <laughs> Love it though.
0: Love yeah. it.
1: Though no, that I, I I'm ready for another set of bangle kittens.
0: You say that now.
1: Brandon is not. No, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: but I, but I will be, and I won't have a choice in the matter. I'm sure, <laughs> just like most things when it comes to these animals lately.
1: Oh, whatever. Right.
0: Unfortunately, I loved all the animals that we brought into the house. So then, what's the so problem? Far. Well, you know, maybe we should let the credit build back up yeah, after so after this uh, this old cat debacle.
1: That. <laughs> Thank God we had it. Yeah,
0: thank goodness for credit because we are. It's one of those things
1: earning that, that vacation this summer, aren't we? I'll say. Fuck.
0: So, um, with that said, we were actually able to have a, a pretty eventful weekend and pretty enjoyable weekend. We had already planned on having a, a night away in Tahoe because one of our favorite bands, The Dirty Heads. Was performing at Mont Blue up in Tahoe, and we had uh, planned this quite a while ago.
1: Oh, months ago, January ish, right
0: right before, uh, way before all the cat incidents happened and everything. So, at a time where you could not have predicted what could have possibly happened, right? And it actually worked out in our favor. unfortunately i have to say this but it did work out in our favor that we put switch down the day before so we didn't have to worry about getting cat sitters and people to come over i know we did have one set up but it was one of those things where we can go out of town and we didn't have to worry about
1: it was nice to finally be able to take a breath
0: it was and i'm not trying to step away i'm not trying to be insensitive here but it it was
1: bittersweet
0: it was able we were able to finally escape yeah. and have a night away. And I don't know about you, but I had one of the best times ever since we've been going I up to Tahoe.
1: yeah, that was definitely one of the best times. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the fetal position by the garbage can. So <laughs> we'll get I, to that in just yeah. a second.
0: So we, uh, we met up with some friends while we were up there and uh, we were actually going to go out to uh, a nice sushi dinner, which, by the way, I did no idea that there was a great sushi restaurant in a place like Tahoe. Uh, but go figure, there is. But we didn't end up actually getting getting to go to that sushi restaurant because our friends that were up there uh were sick. So um we actually ended up just hanging out with them for a couple of for probably about an hour or so and mm-hmm. they actually hooked us up with some uh some excellent greenery. They grow. You know. They do grow legally. And they, they make their own uh sweet treats. They, they don't make... make concrete, they mm-hmm. do make uh uh good edibles from from marijuana and Ooh. uh and
1: oh, boy, you want to talk about
0: good. Oh, man, oh. we took these lemon bars, right? So they made some they made some special lemon bars for us. And uh, we took the, the the rule. The key is always to take half of what is recommended when somebody gives you a weed edible. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, we'll take a, we'll take a quarter. But we're out of town. We're going to a concert. It's we a thought, lemon bar. It's a lemon bar. We're what's hungry. It gonna do what's we're going to eat half. Yeah, so we each eat half, and and I'll tell you what, we we didn't drink hardly anything. I think we had one drink before we I even had, went yeah, out. Yeah, I had
1: one margarita hours before this happened. Right,
0: I had a beer and and one shot. That's all I had for the entire night, and we get a lift over to our. Our, the concert. We're feeling good. We were feeling amazing.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and we were We were right at the very front. I
0: didn't realize that I had such good tickets either. We yeah. bought tickets uh, well, ahead, well ahead in advance. And the, the Mont Blue Theater is, is a very nice, small venue. Very intimate. Mm-hmm. And But we still ended up getting right in the front.
1: Oh, yeah. Very front. Like, we were, were right literally two like, people away. Two people away from the stage. Yeah. And it wasn't like there was a huge gap between the stage. The people in front of us were taking snapshots of the set list, the set and list, like, the
0: the pedal set. You up could, and yeah, everything. you could
1: reach over and you could literally touch them at any point. Yeah, we, I it's been twenty something years since I've been that
0: close in a concert, and it was awesome.
1: It was, it made, was fantastic. We
0: made it about 30, 45 minutes into the set, right and, <laughs> after the
1: first band, and yeah. all of a
0: sudden you turn around, and you look at me, and you're like, oh, it, oh boy, it,
1: uh-oh. it there so it. There is such a thing as two stoned for me these days, apparently. Um, I don't know if it's a combination of the fact that I'm taking a medication that I'm not supposed to drink on, which we learned the hard way. Um, but it was so long, ag- like before that, and this wave of nausea came over me so fast.
0: Mm.
1: I could barely walk, and the lights were making it worse. I thought I was going to have a seizure.
0: You had a similar instant uh, instance happen at a Nine Inch Nails Nine Inch. concert yeah, probably we went five Sound years Garden. ago.
1: Yeah, it was Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we were sitting, similarly, we were no sitting alcohol. closer up to the stage. Yeah. And Nine Inch Nails is known for having these wild visual effects during their shows.
1: So I'm not so sure it actually was that I was too stoned. Because I wasn't too stoned at the nine inch nails concert oh. and I hadn't been had, I hadn't had any alcohol whatsoever that day cause I was DD. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I had smoked was we had shared a joint in the car before we went inside. Right. That was it. I can put a joint away myself. Right. And it wasn't. The stuff that we had wasn't like what we're smoking now. it was it was okay, but so
0: do you think you're one of those people that that needs to adhere to those warnings before certain so. movies or at events that have flashing lights?
1: I think so, really. I do. and i I've never been one to be like, I know that I can get motion sickness from time to time,
0: it's, oh, yeah. you couldn't even go up into the helicopter. Uh, when we did the helicopter tour in Kauai. and I
1: had absolutely no idea that was going to happen. I have, I did get air sick the second time we went to Kauai on the way there. Mm -hmm. I got, I, it was, but it was after we landed, everything finally settled in and I got really sick. Um, But yeah, the Nine Inch Nails concert was like, I ended up, Sitting through that entire thing with my head in my knee, like between my knees, oh, yeah. I wanted I, to die. I
0: did that at the Metallica concert yeah. not too long. Ago.
1: But we know why. No, because
0: I was drinking a little yeah. too much, and yeah.
1: it was weird because I I didn't feel like I was actually going to throw up on Friday night, mm-hmm. like at all. It was like I thought maybe because it was just that kind of nausea, like it. But it did not. No, they're like it. I didn't feel like throwing up was going to even happen I just needed to basically like sit down yeah in like a dark spot and so <laughs> we found he dragged me off the floor <laughs> as best yeah. he could I could barely I, pick up my feet
0: yeah you, you weren't that quite there I yet, had yeah I had but... like
1: no equilibrium equilibrium like yeah. I was I was barely able to walk and it was it. I wasn't... did have to
0: drag you out of there
1: yeah and yeah. I was trying to like close my eyes because the lights were getting so bad like I couldn't make things out it was just all of the lights were just flashing all the time mm-hmm. so we get up off of it's like on it's like three levels. So there's like the floor level where we were at, and then mm-hmm. you had to go upstairs. And then three tiers just to get yeah. to the main
0: level. Yeah, we get
1: up off the the floor level onto the next tier, and there's a garbage can around the corner of this like banister, and there was a space just big enough for me to hide behind it. So I crouched down and I was holding onto the banister, and the like the, the coldness from the banister and just being able to sit down next to the garbage can made everything like better. And so it was like I saved up enough energy to have him drag me all the way out of the venue found a couch got me some water and everything was fine
0: <laughs> yeah they we're like party on Wayne. let's go back yeah
1: yeah no i i it might just be the lights i have no idea yeah
0: that's interesting i i maybe maybe we need to not be so close to the stage too i wonder if yeah, having those we the light effects yeah i wonder if having those light effects so close to yeah. you where it's you're kind of fully immersed in yeah. into into the lighting experience yeah. Whereas if we're off to the side or a little bit further back, you have you have enough room for you to kind of go into the peripheral yeah. and be like, okay, I need to take a break from that for a second. Yeah. So I remember we went to the Muse concert earlier this year, yeah. back in March. Yeah. And you kind of had a moment there too. I
1: did. I needed to kind of like put my head down for just a minute. So. And that was
0: because of the visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I know. Learning something as, new about you. As much as I don't want to be like. I have to be careful. Apparently, mm-hmm. I have to be careful.
0: So, Good to know now.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, we've had some issues with like going to 3D movies. Oh, yeah. Like if there's a lot of flying involved, like moving and around, like, up and and like swinging up and, and mm-hmm. like it all, I will have moments where I have to just kind of stare down at the ground.
0: But and you'll do fine at uh, roller coasters. We, we've gone on plenty of roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Well, you're fine on those. Uh,
1: yeah. When was the last time we went on a really big roller coaster?
0: Though? Well, big is subjective. But I think that the last time we went to... Universal. Uh, Universal was probably the last one. That, but that's not like a big roller coaster. When I, when you say big, I think the ones that go upside down or your feet are yeah, dangling. And, I'm trying,
1: and that's what I'm trying to think is, when was the last time I was on one of those? Because mm. Harry Potter was fun.
0: Yeah, but that was... Partially, there was some
1: twists and turns in it, but it wasn't
0: not a. It's not it a wasn't.
1: Coaster. It wasn't like you know Kong at Six Flags, or right? Anything like and that's that.
0: That. that's what I'm thinking. Didn't we go to what was? Now it's now like California Adventure. It Used to be that's, that's uh Paramount. Uh, gosh, Great America, Great America. Yeah, didn't
1: we go there? Did we go to Great America? I
0: don't remember.
1: Did we go? Did, have you and I ever been to Santa Cruz? No, we haven't been there. Yeah, we talked about it.
0: Yeah. Disneyland. I think that's the last time we've been on a quote and that's unquote. not like a big roller
1: coaster. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time I was on an actual like roller coaster, roller coaster, and it's been a long time. So there's a possibility that I might have trouble
0: with those. Well, we'll have to test it out when we go to. Twist my arm. Um, when we go to uh, Hawaii this, this summer, when we do. I know that you want to do parasailing.
1: No, you want to do parasailing. You don't want to do parasailing? I told you I might do it with you. I think
0: that would be the most. The, the most calm type of excursion that we could do where you get up really high. You won't have to do a bunch of loop de loops or, you know, this won't be like a, a, a helicopter tour. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like you're already, well, you're not the one that throws, throws up, up every in. time.
1: So <laughs> I don't know.
0: All right. Well, we'll give it a shot.
1: We'll talk about it. <laughs> here's, here's the compromise. If you want to do parasailing, and we go on a tandem parasail, you have to do the night manta ray dive, manta ray dive with me. The night manta the night one ray where you, dive where you, where you snorkel at night.
0: Okay. Well, that's what you're with a group of people, right? And uh-huh. they they illuminate the area that you're Yeah. snorkeling in, yeah. right? So, yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Because the last time I brought it up to you, you were like, I
0: don't know, at night? Doing stuff in the ocean at night is a little bit terrifying. I think it's the coolest. Well, I think it's cool, too, but I also think it's scary because well, there's no light around you, and you can't see when the shark's going to come up and go, ha chama.
1: I bet if the moon's up, you can see. Well,
0: see, I, I've I've never done this and before. And those
1: corals so. glow.
0: That, is that true? Yeah. Well, that's, that is true. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to... Cross I'm simply saying
1: it's a world we should try and experience once. And you should try to experience parasailing once. Every time I do something like that, I get sick.
0: <laughs> We're just going to make some chum for all the fishies down That's there. Gross. It's you know? gross. I don't want, I don't want to. Okay.
1: We'll we'll talk about parasailing. Fine. We'll talk about it.
0: We'll talk about it. And I'll get you to do it. All right, so uh right before uh I ended last week's episode, um we were covering a lot of stuff like Kratom addiction, which by the way, we we actually started uh we, we got us ourselves a sample of Kratom mm-hmm. just to try it out.
1: I did some research. Um
0: and you you were uh you did this based on um listening to last week's episode and you wanted to I see heard it like and I was like, all more. right, I just
1: wanted to learn a little more about it. Yeah,
0: so and you found a lot of the health benefits that could potentially be there for a lot of the reasons why you want to take mm-hmm. it. Right? Uh, so we, we actually have been tasting or trying it a little bit just to see what it, what it's all about, because I don't want to, I don't want to be ignorant and just say, don't do it. Because everybody says, don't do it. Um, and it's all bad for you because it is like most things there's, if you do something in excess and you do things to escape or you do something, um, to fill a void in your life, that's probably not the healthiest reason to do it. No, but if you do it for all the health benefits that they that they um, that they're there for, then there's some potential good there, right? It's not a new um, it's not a new supplement or herb. No, it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, right?
1: it's been used in um, cultures to help with pain and focus and give you boosts energy. of energy yeah. and. Um, stomach inflammation, stomach problems. Yeah, oh, there's a lot, and there's a lot of different strains and right. veins. And uh, one of the uh, one of the top reasons I was really interested is actually weight loss. So the white, the I think it's called Mangda, in the white vein, actually comes with a warning that it can cause anorexia nervosa. And I thought, short of doing lines of coke, this might be the answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it comes with like you know, energy boosts and no crashes. People are saying that they're feeling um, the joint and muscle relief, um, anti-inflammatory properties. Um, and if you follow the guidelines as far as how much you should and shouldn't take, you should be just fine. Um, we haven't felt any ill effects. We've Not been- yet. So we've been sort of we started with you know the lowest possible dose and then we've you know added a little and a little and a little and today we took one of the more normal doses and I feel it, but it feels good it doesn't make me jittery um and it it is definitely helping with my joint and muscle pain and i I actually have um quite a bit of joint and muscle pain because mm-hmm. I have a bit of a condition that
0: Contributes to What's that it. condition called again?
1: So um, I've been diagnosed with something called Elher-Stanlow's syndrome. It's a genetic disorder in the connective tissue disorder family.
0: Mm. So it makes you super limber? Uh, very you flexible? S- Noodly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say limber and, and flexible, uh, overly flexible, hypermobile. Mm-hmm. So I have EDS hypermobility, which means that all of my joints and um, like any kind of connective tissue in each area can be kind of affected. So it affects like my stomach, which is why I have um, like irritable bowel syndrome. It affects my periods.
0: Is this a common thing? No. In people?
1: I don't, I don't want to say it's common. I don't want to say it's totally uncommon, but it's, I no, it's not a common thing. Right. Um, once you sort of get immersed into it and you start seeing it, it doesn't feel like it's very common, but then again, I'm immersed into it. You know, I follow people that have it and I'm part of a stupid online group. And
0: Well, of course, there's a Facebook group for everything.
1: Oh God, but, I can't stand the Facebook groups.
0: But could you, do you think that this has been a supportive thing for you, especially since it's, it seems to be such a rare thing and, and to be able to relate to people in, in the community?
1: Yeah. Cause I don't feel crazy anymore. Right. Because it was one of those things where it was like, we kept going in going, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And they kept treating each little symptom, sort of. Right. And, you know, it was a lot of here, just take some Motrin or, you know, do some stretches.
0: And sometimes what they, what the doctors were recommending were counterproductive, oh, totally. counterintuitive to what you're actually trying to treat.
1: Absolutely. I was told to go to um, eat only cruciferous vegetables. and Which are
0: like stra- uh, strawberries, <laughs> which are like uh, broccoli, broccoli cauliflower. cauliflower,
1: asparagus, those kind of right. things. Those things fuck me up so bad, like so bad. So, um, that, and then my periods I was having, I mean, it was, I was throwing up for, you know, uh, a, like a week every morning for like a week.
0: They were just out of hand. They it, it totally
1: I couldn't, I was oversleeping and the, the inflammation was insane. And the water retention was, I mean, we were talking like 10 pounds of water retention. It was bad. Yeah, it was, it was getting, and it was getting worse. And so basically all of my joints, um, I've over sprained and over dislocated a lot of my joints, Mm -hmm. knees, ankles, that kind of stuff. My rotator cuffs are shot. Um, My hips roll back and forth where they're supposed to be. Like none of my tendons really hold anything in place. So I have to be very conscious about holding my posture where I need to. And like, I have to build up those muscles. So I have to do stretches and stuff like that. I'm not allowed to do yoga. I'm not allowed to get on a treadmill and run like.
0: Which if you're somebody who hates to work out, that's like, that's, fine. that's awesome, right? Right. But for somebody who, who wants to be I more do. active and try to work out, it yeah. makes your job a little more difficult, right?
1: So Yeah. So I started, you know, trying to work out and exercise and lose this weight that I wasn't happy with carrying mm-hmm. um, and, you know, which is my personal goal. Um, and I just kept getting more and more sore and I kept gaining more weight and it didn't make any sense. And, you know, Brandon's over here we're working out the same schedule and he's ripped and looking good. And I'm over here, I'm over here getting fatter and I'm more and more and more pain. So uh, it turns out that like I have a hormone issue because of my, this whole thing, which so when I'd work out, I would actually get fatter because of cortisol levels. It was just been a nightmare for me. And so I started taking um, meloxicam, which is uh, basically an arthritis medication.
0: That's helped too, right?
1: It's helped, but it's one of the reasons I can't drink. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, the good with the bad. Yeah, weigh yeah. way, way all those things that you like to do versus feeling good and feeling healthy.
1: I'd rather feel good than have a drink.
0: Yeah, honestly. I'm right. There, I'm right there with you.
1: It's just, it's just been so painful. Like it was, like I couldn't just get up off the couch and walk across the room. Yeah. Like it was like I had to like get my legs in the right position, like stand there for a second. I like was an old lady. I was no. an old lady, and I'm 34.
0: So do you think that the the combination of that with the kratom might actually be doing some good for you?
1: Yeah, it really has. And the supplements that we have been taking. Yeah,
0: we've been trying some new CBD uh, supplements mm-hmm. that I'm hoping that we can uh, talk more about here in the near future. But yeah. um, right now, we're just trying these out. It's a, kind of a trial. So and they're far. they're doing so well. The CBD yeah. supplements that we have right now are are amazing and they don't make you feel high because they don't have the psychotropic element And you're that not THC taking like has. a million
1: of them either. It's like- One a day. One a day for like the majority of them. Yeah. It's one a day. The only other one was like- was an alpha lipoic that I've been taking, which you're supposed to take with every meal.
0: And that's just a normal supplement. That that doesn't have the C B D in well, it. I
1: don't believe so, no. but either way, the supplements from this one place.
0: Yeah, they're they're doing real good. It's
1: yeah, it's nice to be able to just take that one supplement mm-hmm. in the morning. So I you know There's it's also hard. a
0: sleep one too that they yeah. that they let us try. And mm-hmm. I, I'm I love it. And so I'm hoping that we can talk more about it here in the next couple yeah. of weeks. But uh the the, the C B D stuff is gonna it's changing the world. And yeah. I and I think that it's gonna help out a lot of people like you who have this Seems to Elhurst uh, down low. L Hurst
1: down, L-Hurst, L-Hurst, down we'll low.
0: EDS. EDS. Uh hypermobility.
1: Yeah, hypermobility. Very interesting. It's uh it sucks. So do
0: you think <laughs> the hypermobility helps you, you know, put your legs up real high yeah, and spread so up fairly really part I've, far apart?
1: I've always joked that I may be chubby, but I'm flexible. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought to myself a while back, I was like, I don't think I should be
0: this flexible.
1: I Just am not that active, but
0: well, I I know that I'm grateful, and uh, uh, others have have reaped the benefits of you being so flexible. Um, Which leads me to this uh, this sex question that we've gotten from uh, from a listener who um, wants some advice from us, sex gods. I don't know if we're sex. Uh, I don't know about that, uh, but we're, we're pretty good at what we do, so maybe we can help. That's true. Uh, this says, Dear Almighty Sex Gods. See, she wrote it in the, in the greeting, so it, it has to be true. This question is for Brandon and Mrs. Brandon, since she's here. My husband and I had a baby about two years ago. I know uh, my, my sex drive has been little to nothing at all. Recently, my husband started talking about threesomes, and that completely changed everything and kick-started my sex drive, and I can't get enough of him now. We are seriously looking to pursue a threesome. However, we don't know the route to go. We're the clean and safe type of people, and we want to make sure that the third will also be the same. We put our stuff out there on apps and uh, that act similar to Tinder, which, by the way, is where I met my husband, so I figured we'd have luck with that. I'm cute and so is my husband uh, we're just lost and which on which routes to take and how to meet people and do it in a safe manner also if there's anything that we should prepare ourselves for we've talked about rules do's and don'ts my list is not very long of don'ts and neither is his I just want to make sure we cover all bases and do this right so it's a whole lot of fun for everybody P.S. I really hope I am listening to the radio blah 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 um, thank you in advance. Almighty sex gods. She, she said it again. So it, it's gotta be, true. be true. Okay. <laughs> so to answer your question first, uh, the first question is where do we go? Um, cause we don't know the routes to go. Um, I, I don't know if we're very much help well, in this department these days, because I feel like a lot of the reason why we've, why we've cut down or cut back on our, on our, uh, activities, with inviting other people into our bedroom is because the pool seems to be pretty putrid, right? Yeah. Like it, it's, 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 it's hard to find the good one. It's t- it's tough to find good ones. And well, it, but it's it tough also to find depends. people that click in the same level.
1: They didn't mention what kind of threesome.
0: That's true. So um,
1: I can only assume it's girl, 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 guy. Right. Right. Just, like I'm the, just That the basic.
0: couple's looking for a female,
1: which is a little easier to, Sort of find in this world, in, yeah,
0: of open relationships mm-hmm. and openness and swinging. Yes, it's I'm not saying there's find. more of that, it's just easier to find. It's easier, yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as the root goes, I mean,
1: we tried so we had some success with Bumble, um, which is like it,
0: Tinder, right? it's like
1: Tinder. I got kicked off of Tinder before my profile ever actually went live, so. Is Bravo to all y'all out there that can use it. I apparently am too much for Tinder. <laughs> so I still have not been unblocked.
0: And but you, when you used Bumble, you weren't using it as like a "Hey, I'm looking for somebody just for myself." You mm-hmm. even put in I the was description very that "Hey, I'm looking for somebody for me and my husband." Mm-hmm. And so you acted as more of the ambassador. And mm-hmm. I, in our experience, it's actually helped out to have you, the female mm-hmm. of the of the, of the of the relationship, put yourself out there for the two of us because you're more approachable Mm -hmm. than, you know, in our case, we're always looking for guys. So it's, it's more easy for dudes to be, to be approached by you.
1: Yeah. It's easier for me to approach a dude or have a dude approach me. Right. Um, It's also easier in a relationship um, for whatever reason uh, to have the female Initiate in the start, first place. Yeah, start Even the connection. If, especially if it's if it's female, female, male.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, simply because the mistrust is kind of taken away there. Yeah. Like the guy's like, oh, no, no, my wife and I totally want to have a threesome.
0: Yeah. Most women are going to be like, I don't fucking buy it, jerk. Right. So to have the female yeah. be there as the front line, it's like, well, if she's into it, yeah. then most likely the guy is given the blessing.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So, they, yeah, and we all know that the guy wants the threesome.
0: Well, of course. So if yeah, the girl's like, let's have a threesome. With, we're all thinking with our penises.
1: Right, right.
0: And so, so in this case... It's letter, an
1: implied yes.
0: Letter writer, um, since you are the female in the relationship, and if you are, in fact, looking for another female, you right there, acting as the ambassador is the best way to go. Now, we've mm-hmm. we've mentioned Bumble. You, you mentioned using sites like Tinder, so maybe that's the one you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta be... Right up front, right out the gate, honest about what you're looking for. Now, if that's just we are looking for a third to potentially play with mm-hmm. and we want to get to know you, then just make that known. Mm-hmm. Um, but to set yourself up for these high expectations of this great um th- this 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 fantasy of having this third person in in your uh, fantasy world in your in and having a threesome is what you expect to be just the most amazing experience. You need to not set your sights so high because you're only going to set yourself up for disappointment.
1: Yeah, and being um, a cute couple is usually more trouble than it than it is uh, helpful. Yeah, I want to, and I'm not. I'm not going to say that we're like the hottest out there, but let me tell you, there's a lot of times where we've walked into parties, and we're the hottest couple in the party. And then we're running out with our tail between our legs because people won't leave us alone.
0: People can be pretty aggressive. And yeah. I think that if you take control from the beginning, you shouldn't have that issue. Um, but if you're you need to make whatever it is that your fantasy might be known. And then the comes the screening process. Mm-hmm. The first thing you want to do is get to know this person Before you even meet up, this is our
1: process. This is
0: our process anyways, but you want to get to know the person you want to see if there's that intellectual connection there. I mean, if you're just looking to just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, get laid, then meet them up in person at a public place somewhere safe so that you can get a feel for them to make sure, okay, maybe they don't want to wear my skin. Maybe they don't want to lock me up and put me in their trunk. Um you know all these things that you feel out when you're first meeting anybody especially mm-hmm. when it's just the dating scene when you're meeting somebody at first you want to make sure that you're, you feel safe around them mm-hmm. so if the, that that that's the first thing you do if you just want to get get fucked and and hook up with them just meet somewhere safe and in, in public um, to get those first time jitters out of the way, and then you can lay down your ground rules, which could include stuff like no kissing on the mouth, um, or you know various rules like that. Make There's sure no, you play no butt safe. sex. Make yeah. sure that you know if you want it, if you want to make sure you guys are pr- pr- uh, practicing safe sex, and you say, hey, we, we won't do anything unless we're wearing condoms.
1: <laughs> yeah, you want to get scared straight. Watch Porn Demic. seriously
0: yeah it's a documentary on Showtime about the AIDS uh, epidemic that that
1: in the that just the 90s blew that decimated the porn industry.
0: Yeah, so that is something you want to consider, especially these. I only days. say that
1: because you brought up anal. So
0: yeah, and that doesn't excuse any of the any of the diseases. No. Might not get pregnant, but you can get them nasty diseases. Those bugs, mm-hmm. unless um, you have
1: a tear in there,
0: right? <laughs> so all of those with all those things in mind, before you actually meet the person, starting with those apps is a good place to start. Yeah, there are like classified ads online. There's adultfriendfinder.com which is a paid service that you use which helps weed out the flakes and the fakes that are on those sites um, and it, it it makes it so those that are using the site are more serious because obviously if you're going to pay for the service you're not going to just go up there to try to hook up with people and flake out. Um, that's one vetted source that you can go to. Um, there's also fetlife.com FetLife is is more geared towards the kink, the BDSM, Mm. um, but it also has communities where you can meet people and chat and talk Mm -hmm. and feel out what you're into. Letter writer, you didn't mention exactly what you're into and when it comes to, you know, getting down and dirty, what exactly type of acts you want to do. But that might be something of interest to you. Uh, Just if you sign up, I, I think it's free. Uh, But you can join in and you can start talking in community blogs and local people. You can meet some local people that might direct you into the direction that you um, want to explore. Um, So those sites are definitely good options. But then there's always going out to to an event or a bar or a concert and you and your spouse are out and about. You just kind of play that game. Play that hookup game. It happens. Yeah. And it works you, for us. If you just, if you see somebody you like, you, you make that eye contact, you do a little flirty eyes. And you know, if you and your partner are on the same page, have somebody, one of you, maybe both of you go and approach that person and say, Hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a coffee? Wherever you might be, let the conversation get to where you want to be and be bold. Say what you're looking for. So it, the, the worst they could do is say no. And you, you know, they're not going to bite you. They're not going to eat you alive. They're not going to kill you. Just say, hey, me and my wife or my wow. husband and I. Some women might. Some might. <laughs> <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt might cut your dick off. You never know. <laughs> um, but if you if you go into it being honest, it, yeah. you'd be surprised at the reactions you get. I know that you and I were out at an event up in Reno one time mm-hmm. and you saw this guy and he, you guys made eye contact and you started, you know started this conversation it was kind of an eventually. all day
1: thing too yeah you guys got kind of like <laughs> stealing glances like hey wait a minute yeah
0: and then ultimately you went over and you you said hey had my- enough uh,
1: alcohol and I just <laughs> I tried to drop a napkin too I like yeah. I dropped a napkin with my and number and they missed it completely and yeah. then just right after that somebody came by and cleared the table off I was like well that didn't
0: work <laughs> So you had, to, so just I go had
1: up. to just go over and I couldn't pass it up. Yeah. And so. it, uh,
0: it ultimately ended up being a great time that night. We ended up having a, having a, a, a nice mm-hmm. fun threesome. He was very respectful. It turned yeah, into, so he
1: came over a couple, you know, a couple of times. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And it turned into a friendship that lasted for a bit and then it ran its course. And, yeah. and you know, it's,
1: we're, we're on friendly terms is. Is and it's, it is what it is and that's good. And then,
0: so there's always that old fashioned way yeah. of just going out. And if you, and I would recommend if you're going to go out somewhere, you do it when you're out of town. If you have the yeah. opportunity to get away, I know you're a new you're a new parent. You would be amazed who else is in the community that you were not aware of. Yeah, and if you wanted to keep it more discreet, it might be yeah. easier for you to find somebody. Go out to San of Francisco, town. San Francisco, Reno, Tahoe. Yeah, anywhere where there's like a a, a good scene of a nightlife that you yep. that you feel comfortable yep. putting yourself out there. Um, but sometimes, after all that's said and done sometimes all you need is that fantasy oh yeah and it sounded like in the beginning of your email that you had no sex drive whatsoever but as soon as your husband mentioned the idea of you guys having a threesome it's like bam i'm I'm horny as fuck now i want to do this all the time because all you need is that that mental seed planted Mm -hmm. to give you that little rush that thrill and i know that you and i have had that sure that those experiences where we'll be sure. like oh man we're totally craving this openness and we want to do all this stuff let's go find we a get guy crazy. let's go find a guy let's just do this and that and, and whatever then, and then at, at the end of the day we we fucked like bunnies and we go literally you know we we don't really need the the guy it yeah. was fun to talk it was fun to have that fantasy and so sometimes practicing the the fantasy without actually going through with it is just as good if not better than actually going through with it Mm -hmm. i know that there's been um more often than not our experiences have always been really good but there have been a handful where we've been like oh wasn't that great it just kind of fell short of a good time we won't be doing that again um and we go well we should have just stuck with the fantasy Mm -hmm. um so that's sometimes something to consider when you're moving forward with this and playing out the fantasy uh t- running through the scenarios together with you and your partner is sometimes the best way to start before you even pursue that that third person. don't
1: don't try to over plan it either yeah. um You'll set yourself up for disappointment you will and if one person gets bossy and and you can't guarantee that that person's gonna like everything and uh, and you might run into a situation where you you get the girl in there and she is full blown seventies bush. <laughs> And you can't put your mouth on it. You just don't know what you're going to get when you do this. Mm -hmm. So just be prepared. Um, You know, say to your partner out loud what you'd like to do, what you'd like to experience and see how you can make it happen. Try doing it without being pushy or too bossy. Unless somebody wants that. There's always that. Mm -hmm. I tend to be the bossier one in the threesomes Mm -hmm. because I have things I want to (laughs) do.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just... uh...
1: But imagining
0: uh, you being bossy. Yeah.
1: So just um, be fluid. Mm-hmm. Be as fluid as your gender is right now. It's a
0: good idea. I think that co- I think that helped them. I don't know. I think that I was the best time. I a lot of the times when we go through these threesome emails, it's like, oh, here we go again. We got we're going to have to give the same mm-hmm. type of advice over and over again. But I think every time we give it, it's a little bit. More professional. Yeah, I think we're maybe. honing in on, well, on the best advice to give to people wanting to experience a threesome.
1: We recently had a guy that we did. We Bit. met. Yeah, we did Mentally. him a couple of times. Um, but no, he came over like a couple of times kind of thing. And we talked to him for a while, went on for a few months. Um, and then one day we find out he gets a job somewhere else. And mm-hmm. now we're not intimately involved in this, this person's life. You know, we
0: we're just friends we chat every once in a while sometimes
1: and then all of a sudden oh I got a job interview and then we get a text message a couple hours later hey it's been fun life's going in a totally different direction bye Deleted our numbers, like yeah, completely vanishes off of Snapchat. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh. That, that was serious ghosting, too.
1: Yeah, like, which I'm, I'm not I'm done suppressed. with. this. I'm done yeah. with this
0: region. I'm done with people uh-huh. in this region. I'm deleting everything.
1: Everyone, everything. Yeah. Poof.
0: Yeah, and I thought that, that's about the time that we decided that we were going to take a break and just kind of focus on each other. Yeah. And- and, you know, it, it, I think that's always super healthy for people to do. We weren't upset by any means. No, in fact, oh, it was a relief. No, and, and that was it. I think that we had come to a point in our, our relationship, mm-hmm. yours and mine, that we were like, you know what? There's too much noise. Yeah. Too much tertiary garbage going on that, that was taking our focus away. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of coincided with a lot of the animal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not anal, animal, animal. issues we were, we were going through. So, you know, life takes its turns it ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows and and sometimes we need to put our freak flag up on the shelf for a little bit yeah and uh yeah Yeah. so now that the weather's gotten better it's it's funny oh my god because a lot of our past flings are like coming out of the woodworks
1: every spring yeah every spring every single spring yeah it's, it's some kind of booty call at some point or like and
0: Spring isn't the only thing that's getting sprung. Let me tell thing, you, right?
1: men will not read Bumble pages if you're cute. Oh
0: yeah, they'll just go. They'll I sh- have go straight to swipe and write.
1: Oh, they yeah, and then they read my. I, honestly, I will go through and I'll go read my bio, read my bio, read my bio, and then it's oh shit, didn't see that. <laughs> no shit, loser. I actually we just got new phones and I haven't re-downloaded Bumble onto my new phone. It's
0: probably and I'm a good idea.
1: Fucking terrified yeah because it changes regionally too and we went up to reno for one night and i had like (laughs) 150 bumbles and i was like oh god (laughs) and i think that was the last time i actually ever looked at it it was that was in march yeah i was like this last weekend in march i was like i don't even want to look i gotta cancel it because i don't want to pay for it anymore and yeah yeah, uh, if I want it again, I can redo it. But no, I'm well, de- I'm de- that's. We'll terrifying. look at other
0: options in the meantime. But, oh, yeah, it yeah. me exhausted that one for now.
1: Oh, Bumble gives me anxiety.
0: Well, I, I know what's going to help with uh, your anxiety, but we can't do it here on the podcast. So oh. I'll help you out with those services later. How's Take that
1: me sound?
0: home. You got it. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thank you very much, Haley, for helping me out with this week's episode. Yeah. Thanks
1: for letting me talk about my dead cat. If anybody has any bangle kittens, hit me up.
0: No, don't hit her up. Please do. We don't need I'm any desperate. bangle kittens. Nope. I have
1: a big bangle sized gaping hole in my heart.
0: Uh, Got it. Something you can fill that gaping hole with.
1: Oh, you even hesitated to say that. I did. Oh, so you're bad. terrible. You should give me a kitten just for saying no, that. Okay,
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste, bitches. <laughs> the red.